Young Pro Show, hosted by Dom Fry, the insurance guy. Would you still do something great if nobody ever saw it? A podcast for young professionals to come together and talk about their goals and their path to get there. And if I fail, I'll fail forward. I sit down with other forward-thinking individuals and talk about what they are doing to accomplish their dreams of tomorrow. Maintaining strength while living in your purpose. Mm. Now let's dive into the next legendary episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Young Pro Show. I'm your host, Dom Fry, the insurance guy. Excited for today's episode. Excited to be finally be able to take the time, um, you, you know, out of our schedules in order to, you know, just kind of sit down, have a conversation. This has been a long time in the making here. Um, so yeah, just really excited to be able to share his story. You know, kind of dive into, uh, you know, show his heart in his career and you know where his passion lies, and yeah, where his heart lies as well. So let's welcome on my guest today, Hunter Edwards. Hunter, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course, it's about time, dude. But, hey, that's what you've been telling me for quite a while. Quite it's a while about now. Time, dude. About time. <laughs> you weren't. Uh, I forget what episode it was, but um, I previously had Hunter's sister on. Um, yep. I, yeah. And my but, wife. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. And I had Emma on too. Yeah. And <laughs> so I'm third choice here. So. <laughs> hey, better than a fourth, though, right? That's right, dude. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Hunter and I are uh, good friends from college. Um, yeah, knew each other. Uh, both went to Heidelberg together. But yep. let's kind of, yeah, I don't need to give you an introduction. Let's just, inter- <laughs> you know, I'll ask you a couple, like, basic questions just for uh, for individuals that may not know you, um, just for them to get to know you a little bit better, and then just kind of dive into your story as well. Awesome. So, you know, first, let's kind of start as far as, you know, geographically speaking, Hunter, mm-hmm. you know, where are you at today and where, you know, have you been uh, essentially throughout your life? Yeah. Well, I am from the real land, uh, Ashland, Ohio. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm cutting Dom that part out. To, I know Dom <laughs> likes to tell me that's the fake land or not the real land, but this is the real land, Ashland, Ohio. Um, I was born and raised here. Been here my whole life. I currently reside in Ashland, Ohio. Um, Emma and I, we got married uh, March of 2021, and so we've lived in Ashland uh, since oh. then. So, yeah, man, it's been good. I like the the hometown. So The land. That's yeah. right. What is, you know, an off-script question here. What is your favorite thing about Ashland? Um, I think the, one of the biggest things is just, like, the home feel. I know... Some people who are from Ashland, they joke like, yeah, you're never going to get out of Ashland. I feel like that's what every small mm. town says, but yeah. I do. I just feel like I, I know it like the back of my hand. Um, mm. It's not too small, but it's not too big either. It's like it's a good size. It's feel like it's a good good place to raise a family. Mm. Um, and honestly, they have the home of the Wiffle Fest tournament, which I play in every summer, <laughs> which is what we're famous for. So if you like Wiffle Ball... And you want to compete with the best in probably the country? Come on out to Ashland, Ohio. You can play over the Fourth of July weekend. So there you go. Uh, wiffle ball, dude. At That's least right. For something. How big is how big is Ashland? How, like what's the population um, size? It's uh, it's got about tw- between twenty and twenty five thousand people. Okay. So yeah. So a good. I amount. think the high school Ashland High School was like the 
either D2 or D3 in football. So if that, I know some people, that's how they can judge a city size by mm. what division they are in football. So Yeah, that's fair. For those, for those cities that have high school football. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You did not have high school Pettis- football. Pettisville wasn't so lucky. <laughs> um, so a next question for you then. So outside of your love of Ashland, outside of wiffle ball, what are mm-hmm. some hobbies? And obviously outside of work as well. What do you enjoy to do? Yeah. Um, one of my main hobbies is playing volleyball. I like to play a lot of volleyball, whether that's indoor, outdoor. We play a lot of sand. Um, I also like to play a lot of basketball. So pretty much all sports. Um, anything to do with being outside, being active. I've recently gotten into pickleball. So I don't know if you're into pickleball at all. Um, but pickleball is a lot of fun that I've been playing recently. So. I've heard that it's very similar. I mean, I know that pickleball is like a huge thing. Like it's very popular. Yeah. I can't say I've ever played myself, but isn't it kind of similar to like tennis? Yeah, so it's like it's like a smaller version of tennis and like a bigger version of ping pong. Okay. But it is it's so fun. My brother introduced it to us when we went on a vacation down in Jacksonville because I'm pretty sure that's all they play in Florida is pickleball. All the old retirees just ball out on the pickleball court cuz tennis is too much running for them, <laughs> I think. So well, yeah, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to offend you. I, I've heard it was like the old man's tennis. It is. It's great, so. but it's it's awesome. So that's what uh, – huh. I also really like to watch movies. I watch a ton of movies. Um, my wife and I enjoy watching um, any kind of movie. I like watching sports. So, yeah, man, those are kind of my main hobbies. Who's your – so watching sports then, who's your main football – or football. Who's your main sports teams? Main sports teams got to be – of course, the Ohio State Buckeyes always will be a Buckeye, whether it's football, basketball. Um, those are two of the main ones. But I'll follow, like, baseball every once in a while or the lacrosse team. Um, I like kind of watching them. Nice. I also like the Atlanta Falcons. That's my favorite NFL team. Um, I always like Michael Vick, so I've fallen in love with the Falcons <laughs> since he was on the team. Take that how you want it. But, uh uh, yeah, I've always loved the Falcons. So my heart was broken, of course, in the Super Bowl. Um, mm. I'll never forget, 28-3. So, yeah, there you go. Oof. Well, yeah, we don't have to touch on that because I know that that is uh, a painful. That one game to you is probably what it's like to be like a lifelong Browns fan for me. That's a good so, point, yeah. Imagine all the pain and misery that I've had years over years over years. is basically what you had in like one night, one moment. True. However, you got to experience the other side with the Cavs being, you know, the three one. Yeah, you know, I feel like yeah. I feel more like a Warriors fan than anything. You know, having the big lead and then blowing it. So Oof. that's kind of how it feels like. Oof. Yeah, yeah, that is fair. Uh... So, okay, so to get in a little bit about your career, then you know, obviously we want to dive in later. But give me right now, kind of the the short or the. Um, give me like the 60 second version. Like what do you do today professionally? So I am a youth case manager at Appleseed community mental health center in Asheville, Ohio. So basically I have, um, a caseload of 44 kids that I go and see on a, on a daily basis. I don't see all 44 of them at the same time, obviously, but, um, basically I'm just advocating for their needs, whether that's in the school, at home, in the community. Um, a lot of the kids I, I see have behavior struggles at home or might just come from um, families that don't have the best home life, that needs, just hmm. need some extra support. Uh, and in order to have a case manager at our agency, 
you either have to be seeing um, the doctor or a counselor. And then the case okay. management service is kind of added to that, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah. So I, I like to say I'm basically like the hands and feet of a counselor. Not mm. a counselor, don't have that degree, but I do a lot of the same things where like they'll see a kid um, once every probably two weeks or so, maybe once a month, and I'll try to see that same kid every week, kind of keeping up with him that way. Okay. Nice. I like that description. Like you said, just kind of the hands and feet, kind of the practical yeah. um, side of things. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So let's. Uh, so now we know we do to, what you do today. Let's go back in time then, and take me back to eighteen-year-old Hunter Edwards, <laughs> graduate from Ashland High School, or well, actually, sorry, no, 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 no Northwestern. North that's right. That's right. Northwestern High School in Ashland, <laughs> Ohio, and. Actually, wait, is there such thing as an Ashland High School? There, yeah. So it's Ashland High School. Okay. So I didn't go there, though. I went to a smaller country school that's like 20 minutes away. Gotcha. Because okay. my... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know. So, it's complicated. It's complicated. It's well, okay. I just thought about it because you said that your school was like D2, D3 in football, and that's how you can tell the size of the school. But I'm like, if you're not even the main school in Ashland, then that's not really an accurate depiction of the size of <laughs> Ashland, then, is it? It, it is. Like, if there's multiple different schools, then so, how does one, the size of one school accurately depict the size of a city? Do <laughs> you really want to get into this right now, dude? Um, <laughs> no, let's just move on. Okay, okay. <laughs> Listen, I went to a smaller school that's in the same county. However, uh, Ashland City School, I feel like a city school can, in fact, determine the size of the city. You know what? You might disagree with me. I don't know. I feel like yeah. it's pretty accurate. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Anyways, moving forward. So, 18-year-old Hunter graduating from Northwestern High School. That's where we were at. You know, mm-hmm. what were your career goals at that point? Um, you know, and where did you potentially see yourself down the road? Yeah, man. Um, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't have a ton of career goals at that time. I think the biggest one was I definitely wanted to go to college. Um, okay. my, both my parents went to college, both graduated from college. My older sister and older brother both went to college. So uh, to me, it was just a logical next step. That's all I've known is family hmm. members going to college. And so when I graduated, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't really have an idea of what I wanted to do as like a job. I mean, I always thought I wanted to be a professional dodgeball player, but I don't think there was a degree for that at that time. <laughs> so at, at this point, I was just kind of thinking, what am I supposed to do? So um, yeah, man, I, I went to Heidelberg just on a limb. I didn't really know much about it and ended up studying political science. And so I don't, I can't tell you how I landed on that degree. Basically Hmm. it seemed like something I'd be interested in at the time. And so that's what I chose. So 18 years old, I was just thinking I'm going to go to college and I'm sure I'll figure it out once I get there basically. So, okay. Quick question, not to deviate too much again, but you said you wanted to be a professional dodgeball player are you more of like a Globo Gym type of guy or an average Joe's? Um, I probably play like White Goodman. I have the skills of White Goodman. I can uh, see that. I can see you being like a White Goodman. <laughs> I don't have the attitude that he has, but I do. Oh. I would like to say I have the skills of White Goodman. You know, nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Let's just nobody. Say that. Nobody. <laughs> okay. Um. So, <laughs> I actually I just watched that movie the other night. It was on TV. Anytime oh. I see it on TV, I gotta watch it at least a Dude. little bit. 
such a classic. Top five. Top five. <laughs> so political science then, I mean, so I guess, yeah, you kind of explained there briefly, but it wasn't like you had some strong desire for uh, to be in politics or specifically, yeah. you know, to run for office. It was mainly just like you felt like it was mm-hmm. a hobby, something you're interested in. And, like, I guess were you assuming that you would um, change majors, like, once you got to college? Or... Um, I think at the time, I... I thought I wanted to be a campaign manager. I didn't really want to, I had no desire to want to run for office or anything like that, or really get involved um, in politics in like a super deep way. But I thought it would be cool to like be the guy that runs that person's campaign and kind of be like their right hand man. And so political science kind of made sense, but I never actually changed my major. I I graduated with a poli sci degree, not using it today. Probably will never use it. However, (laughs) it is still valuable. I know some people are are kind of think that's stupid, you know, if you're never going to use that degree. But I feel like I learned enough to to make it valuable and what I somewhat do today, um, if that makes any sense. But yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I just enjoyed the history aspect of politics, learning about like our country and other countries Mm. and how they run their. Um, political system. So, hmm. yeah, it was interesting enough to last four years, I guess. <laughs> so, I guess throughout your four years, then, like, were there certain classes or, uh, you know, internships that, like, I guess, because obviously you said you stayed with, okay, maybe a better question would be, like, at what point did you realize or think, like, yeah, this isn't something yeah. that I actually want to go down? Mm-hmm. I don't want to get a degree in, or excuse me, I don't want to get a make a career out of this major. Yeah. Like at what point did you kind of realize that? Like, was that after you graduated or was that like during college? My sophomore year of college was actually the first time I took a psychology class. And to me, that was when everything kind of changed. I felt like I really enjoyed learning about the brain and how the brain works and how, you know, therapy and psychology can really affect the way people live their lives. And so at that Mm. point is when I decided, I think this is something I could really get into. And, you know, the politics aside, like I said, I still enjoyed learning about it, but that's when I decided to have a minor in psychology. Mm. And I felt like I was too deep into the poli-sci degree to really want to have to change majors to be like a psychology major. And and it was at that point that I realized that I think I wanted to be – like a mental health counselor, like a, a clinical hmm. therapist. And I knew that in order to be that, you had to have a master's degree. So it's not like the undergrad degree was going to change all that much. Obviously, I could have learned a lot more being a psychology major. But to me, it, it wasn't worth the, the major change. So that's, yeah, my sophomore year, I took a psychology class with Dr. Neil Sass, just a super old professor, but still had a lot to... <laughs> He, he was really old, but he uh, he was awesome. He could uh, he could really teach and had a lot a lot of wisdom left to give. So I really really enjoyed his class, general psychology. So that is awesome. So yeah, yeah this class you you know definitely you're saying like it changed your perspective and just can change you know kind of what you thought um, you know what you're going to do afterwards. But even like you know, even as a sophomore though that you still decided like yeah like I think. It's too late to change my major. Let's stay here. But then at that point, though, you were planning or planning or assuming that you would go to grad school then? I don't think quite at that time as a sophomore. I think it started to become more of a realization after I started taking more psychology classes. Because at that point, with having the minor, I wanted to dive into it. And so 
it was shortly after that that I realized, okay, if I actually want to do this, I'm going to need to get um, a master's degree. And that is kind of what led me to that. I guess tell me more then about some of the future psych classes that you took and different things that you learned or different things, you know, internships or classes that then like confirmed that this was what you wanted to do. Yeah. Well, I had, um, let's see, I had like adolescent psychology, child psychology, and then it was basically, I don't remember exactly what it was called, but it was basically techniques to counseling. And it was, we got to kind of practice what it would be like to be an actual therapist on um, the professor. And I just felt like it, it clicked for me. I didn't, wasn't super nervous, like trying to give, I don't want to say advice, but give techniques for, you know, a specific person to either feel better about themselves or, you know, listen. I always felt like I had an ear for listening and just was able to give sound advice to people who were struggling with different things. And so I never actually had an internship, but I did a a summer at a kid's camp. And I felt like it was at that point that I thought working with kids and figuring out the way they think would really be a cool job in the future. So yeah, I didn't really have any like internship or anything per se, but it was kind of those moments far and and few in between that I realized, okay, this is what I want to do. I don't quite know what this is going to look like, but I think I have a general idea of what I want my future career to be. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, you know, especially like knowing you, like I love hearing you say, you know, like the listening aspect and just listening and wanting to, you know, provide advice, especially for kids and that experience, um, you know, with that summer camp. But I, I, again, I just know even from personal experience, just the relationship the two of us have had and just the way that here I thought that, and now that I think about it, here I thought we were, you know, being friends and I was just opening up and sharing things to you. But maybe you were just like using me as like a class. Yes, that's you know, right. It, just like a, a practice on me just to be able to get me to open up and share and just for the two of us to, uh, you know, and then you'll be able to pr- uh, practice that advice Yes, you were, my, you were actually my first patient, actually. I don't think you knew that. <laughs> You were, I was practicing all my clinical techniques on you. <laughs> I was most worried about you, for sure, too. Oh, man, that's funny. So, <laughs> so take me through. You said the plan then was to you know, get your master's. So after you graduate um, mm-hmm. with your bachelor's from Heidelberg then, um, so you know, what happened after that then? Did yeah, you, where man. did you go for your master's or what? Um, yeah. Yeah. Great, great question. I feel like uh, as – as a lot of us have experienced now, COVID was mm. hitting at that point. So my senior year was 2019 into 2020. So it was the, you know, right 2020, March of 2020 um, was when mm. COVID was huge. And so actually my, basically my last half, my second semester of my senior year of college was basically all online, kind of everyone was kind of like, what's going on? And so it was at that point that I didn't really know where to turn to. Um, so I graduated and the original plan was to potentially go back to masters there. They had a, they have a really good counseling program there and potentially use that COVID year of eligibility to play lacrosse again. Um, however, me and my um, girlfriend were starting to get pretty serious at that time. And I thought if I went back to school right away, I didn't know how that would affect our future. So I ended up um, moving back home that summer and found a job pretty quickly 
at uh, Appleseed, where I'm actually at, have been at, you know, for almost two years now. And so I ha- don't have any um, master's degree yet. I'm planning on this fall um, starting my master's. I don't know where yet. I've been looking at Liberty University a lot lately. Um, but I've told myself that I do want to start this fall no matter where it's at because I feel like at this point, the more and more I push it down the road, the less and less likely I'm actually going to do it. And for to be a counselor, you do have to have – in the state of Ohio, you have to have um, that master's degree in order to get your licensure. So that is kind of where COVID kind of affected my life was – you know, after right at, right there at graduation, you know, what, what did I actually want to do? And so, um, yeah, I went right into the workforce at Appleseed and I've gained a ton of valuable experience working with the counselors there. And I feel honestly way more prepared to go into grad school than what I probably would have felt if I went right into grad school, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I mean, that definitely makes sense. You know, getting that experience, especially again, being in a similar, uh, you know, line of work, and then you also get you know, that real world experience, you know, like, again, the metaphor you used earlier is being kind of the hands and feet of the counselor. And now you, again, you're able to witness that firsthand experience and say, okay, well, this is what a case manager's role is. Is this something that I enjoy enough? Is this kind of what I want to do forever? Or do I want to go down a different path, a different trajectory? And then if so, like, what is the education requirements yeah. in order to do that? Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that definitely, you know, everyone... You know, COVID is obviously one of those things that, like, everyone has some story with COVID because, you know, it impacted your life in a major way somehow, somehow, Mm -hmm. some way, every single person because, yeah, because of COVID, this changed my life or this changed or that changed, you know, Um, you know, in your case, yeah, it it changed kind of that career path and what the plans were for after college, um, you know, with that immediate, but I, uh, Personally, like I think, yeah, it was probably actually a huge, has been probably a huge benefit in order to get that real world experience compared to just going to and getting your master's right out of Heidelberg. For sure. I just think like the fact that I actually get to watch how the counselors work um, with whether it's kids or adults and how they interact with each other. I just think for me, that's was way more valuable than going kind of right into it and just kind of hearing from the professor or you know, seeing it in a textbook, reading it in a textbook or doing research, but actually getting to watch it happen in real time, in real life and getting to also take what the counselor says and try to implement into what I'm doing with the kid as well throughout the week. Hmm. So it's, it's been, yeah, it's truly been awesome. Um, but however, I did realize that case management isn't something that I've wanted to do for the rest of my life, that it really solidified the fact that I do want to pursue that master's degree and become uh, a licensed counselor. So that was another thing kind of going right into the job helped me realize that, um, yeah, this is actually what I want to do. It really solidified that. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. And I wonder, it'll be interesting once you do get into, you know, a master's program, like what is your thought process at that time? Like, Hey, are these, I don't want to say easier, but like, am I understanding (laughs) this better because I already have that real world experience compared to, you know, just kind of jumping in and being like, yeah, I, I know the textbook stuff, but I don't mm-hmm. actually know how this works in, you know, real life. So it'll be yeah. interesting. I'm excited to hear kind of that. Obviously, that is for future Hunter to figure that's out. That's right. That's right. Um, but no, that is, that's cool. And that's awesome that you've been able to have that experience. So you said it was right after college. So you've been in there for almost two years then. 
Yeah, so, in June. Yep, in June yeah. it'll be two years. So coming up there, um, it's it's crazy. It's going by so fast. Uh, say, like some of these kids that I first started with in June, like I've still have worked with. So it's like hmm. I've really gotten to develop really deep relationships with these kids hmm. and get really get to know them as a person and get to know their families and where they come from. So. Yeah, it's been super cool. It's really been impactful on my life getting to work with them for almost two years. Watch yeah. them grow. A lot of them, it's just funny, like, because so, I work um, with, with the boys. And so hmm. to watch some of these, like, little sixth graders transition to these, like, big boy eighth graders has been kind of cool, <laughs> cool to see and watch them just grow up before my eyes. Yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. That is, I mean, because you think, I mean, two years is a long time, you know, yeah. to, mm-hmm. again, especially at that age when you're talking to, I don't know, 11-year-old to a 13-year-old or 12 to 14-year-old. I mean, there's a lot that's changing for them in their lives, and that's cool yep. that you are able to walk alongside them um, Yeah, and just help them out with their daily with their daily walk and their daily life as well. Mm, yeah. That is sweet, Hunter. So you, you mentioned, I guess, grad school. Is that something that is you think is coming sooner than later? What Do you have a timeline? Yeah. For- so, yeah, so my hope is this fall, um, and then it takes about two and a half to three years, and I am wanting to do it online, and I know, okay. so that's kind of, can be a difference too. Um, I just think online would be great because I just want to be able to like, I don't want to be a student in person, in class full time. I think I've done my time with, hmm. you know, four years of college and, you know, all the way up through elementary, middle school and high school, and I just think being able to do it online, I could go kind of go at my own pace, hmm. kind of do my own thing, um, but yet still like get like real good experience and real good teaching. Um, and yeah, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm been looking at Liberty. I think it offers a really cool that kind of Christian perspective hmm. um, that I kind of am wanting. And so yeah. that is that's the hope. Like I said, I haven't solidified anything yet. I keep my wife keeps telling me I got to get on it because I know how I am. I will keep pushing it down the road. I don't want to, I really don't want to keep doing that. Like I want to like dig in and hmm. get it, get it going now. Um, because I don't know where I'll be in the next two years. I, you know, and so I, I think it's important to really try to focus in on and getting that done. So yeah, man, yeah. that's, that's the hope this fall. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, no, that is awesome. So, uh, I guess, you know, we've talked about your past, kind of talked about your present right now and what you've been doing these last couple of years then, and even obviously a little bit with the future with the master's mm-hmm. degree. But, you know, I guess a similar but different angle, like in the future, like I guess where do you see yourself, um, you know, you briefly mentioned it, but like, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? You know, you've talked uh. about wanting to get your master's, be a counselor, but like as of right now, and obviously that can always change, obviously, but like, what is kind of the dream? Hmm. Once you get that degree, what is the dream yeah. job? Dude, I think the dream job, I've kind of realized it over the past probably six months, three to six months, I've realized that I would love to be like a school-based counselor. It's a, it's hmm. kind of a newer job, newish job that's been popping up just as like our world has transitioned into this idea that mental health is important hmm. and that people speaking up about mental health is okay. And it's not this like thing that we want to keep hidden. And so as that has become more prevalent, schools have started running into this problem where kids are really struggling with anxiety and depression and addiction. Mm. And 
now that has obviously been going on for years and years and years, but it's, it's become more okay to talk about. And so what schools are finding is that they need someone to like come in and handle this and like hmm. talk to these kids. And so my dream, yeah, is to be a school-based therapist. So some people kind of get that confused with like a guidance counselor. Now, some guidance counselors do deal with that, but my dream would be to just be specifically on the mental health side of basically a, a counselor that is at the school all day, every day. And hmm. so my clientele, as we would call it, would be the kids at the school. Um, and it would be hired hmm. through the school. Um, and yeah, not really deal with like the scheduling or the, you know, the career development as like a guidance counselor would do, okay. but more so a deal with like, Hey, like real life problems that these kids are going through. Um, and that is becoming, yeah, it's, it's a job that is becoming more and more available at, in different schools. And so, yeah, with my passion for just working with kids, getting to be around them, I think that would just definitely be the dream job, being able to be in a school. And I like the school hours as well, like the, what, 7.30 to 2.30 or 8 to 3 kind of hours I think would be really awesome as well, especially, you know, Summer's off, years. can't yeah. complain. Summer's <laughs> off. I mean. Two-hour delays. Two-hour delays, snow days. Um, <laughs> and, like, in five years, like, I'm hoping that my wife and I are going to be able to start a family, you know, within that right. time. And to kind of be on that school schedule would be sweet. So I think there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of benefits to that. But, you know, the main, the main part is the fact that I get to, like, have kids that are struggling with real life problems and get to just kind of be someone that they can talk to someone that can walk beside them and just let them know that they're not alone. I think that's huge Hmm. in today's um, generation and our kids today is that they want to know they're not alone. They want to know that there's people who actually notice them and care about them and see them and value them. And I I really hope that I can kind of do that one day. Wow. That is awesome, dude. That is you know, I mean, really anybody in a school setting, but especially as a, you know, a counselor, that's that's the heart that you want of a counselor, the heart that you want of a teacher or someone that's around yeah. your kids, you know, someone that wants to, you know, just benefit them, be there for them. I think, you know, and I briefly mentioned, obviously, the COVID and earlier, but um, obviously, like, you know, COVID has brought, there's been tons of cons, way more cons than pros, but... Yeah. You know, in this instance, like, it's cool to see, like, through COVID that it has kind of, like, opened up a a need for counselors and an opportunity for kids to open up and share their heart and share what's going on. And rather than just bottling that inside, rather than, um, you know, potentially finding other outlets to channel that anxiety and depression and frustration, just being able to talk about it. And have someone. And I think that's cool. You know, that's something that I did not know, not being in a school setting, but something that you would know, obviously, just the the fact that they, that mental health counselor is, because uh, you're saying, like, that's like a new position that, like, schools are starting to hire. Like, they still have their traditional guidance counselor, but then they're also hiring, like, a mental health counselor as well, right? Yes. And it's, it's, uh, it's like I said, it's something that, like, so many schools are being overwhelmed with. Hmm. Just the amount of kids that want to talk, which like is not a bad thing, but it's right. just like you gotta you gotta have people in there that are you know qualified and and the want to you know deal with that because I mean yeah you, your hope would be that te- they could go up to any teacher in the building and be able to just have a heart to heart, but we know that's not realistic, you know. But when you have someone in there specifically for those needs, 
I think that it's really valuable. So yes, it would be more so of a mental health side of it rather than like as a guidance counselor who would be more of like, Hey, let's get you ready for college. Let's right. work on, Oh, you need your schedule changed. I can help with that. Where I, not that that stuff is not what I would be interested in, but I am more so on the mental yeah. health side of things. And there's yeah. different degrees. So they have school counseling as a degree, which would be more like guidance counseling. And then they have mental health counseling, which would obviously be the mental health side. So, yeah. That is awesome. That's super cool. Let's, um, I actually want to dive into that just a little bit deeper, I guess, as far as your, you know, you've briefly touched on it at a couple of moments already, but like, as far as your heart and specifically working with kids, you know, you mentioned that it kind of started at camp, Mm -hmm. I guess like, you know, and obviously you're able to work with kids now, but I guess if you, um, you know, want to share just a little bit more, like, you know, I guess what made what was the initial draw to kids at camp that you really liked? And even now, like obviously you're making a difference in these kids' lives, but what to you is different with working and the reason you want to work with kids in comparison to, you know, being able to work with adults and change their lives? Yeah, I think, um, I think it, it just started, I had a, a pretty good childhood. And so I felt like the people I got to interact with as a kid, you know, older adults, really made an impact on my life and I got to really enjoy those relationships. And so as I got older, I realized how fun it was to kind of impact kids on the other side. So, I mean, I worked, I did like outdoor ed counseling back in high school. I got to hang out with the fifth graders and I remember, um, I worked, yeah, I worked a whole summer at a, a kid's sports camp down in Arkansas. And I think that's what really solidified, um, my want and my passion for hanging out with kids. Cause literally I was, with them 24 hours of the day, it was a sleepaway camp, you know, two, some of them there for two weeks at a time, some there for a week at a time. And Hmm. basically me and the other counselors, like we were their parents per se, like we were the ones taking care of them. And it was just so cool to watch them have, whether it was victories on um, the basketball court or getting to Hmm. shoot um, the bullseye for the first time in archery or getting to watch them, um, learn about Jesus in a way that they've never heard or understood before. Just like mm-hmm. watching them have those little victories was just, it just really meant a lot to me. And the fact that I could impact them and just some of the things that I say or do um, was really cool. And I feel like as, as a, as a mentor or as a counselor, like the, the things you do and the things you say, kids notice. And so they mm. are very, they watch, they, they're, they observe and they notice those things. And so I think just watching the amount of impact that I could have just on, at one summer, I just realized that like kids are fun to hang out with. Like they're cool. Some of the adults are, adults are cool too. But at this point in my life, <laughs> I feel like I just have more of a passion for yeah. watching them grow um, and just seeing the way that they can really, like when they truly get it, it's just like a, this aha hmm. moment. And it's, it's just really cool to watch them go through that. And I, so I think that's kind of where it started. Um, and so the two years at Appleseed so far have just been, just been to that level, but times a hundred, you know, hmm. getting to walk beside these kids at school, in the home, getting um, to deal with some of the, the trauma that I've dealt with, with these kids, getting to go through these hard things. Um, it's just been, it's been crazy. I had, I can share a quick story. Um, one of the hardest things that I've gone through so far is having to let this um, little first grader know that his dad 
um, overdosed on, on heroin and, and died. Mm. And I, as his case mm. manager, um, was one of the, the first to let him know that and got to really just be there for him and, and embrace him in that moment and just have this kid, this little first grader, mm-hmm. bursting in tears, just run into my arms and give me mm-hmm. a hug. And just I just got to tell him I was there for him. And so dealing with things like that, it's just – it's yeah, it's hard to put into words. The fact that like I got to be there for him in that moment was just incredible, but also so sad in the same way. You know, just, just he's just a little first grader. Um, his dad just passed away from from an OD. I think going through that just really just just to see the impact I got to make for him, and it was just just being there. It wasn't like I was doing anything super dramatic or giving him any kind of crazy words of wisdom, but rather it was just being present was what he needed at that moment. And so just things like that is uh, kind of was what fuels me and what gets me going and gets me passionate about these kids is that just, mm. just being there is most of the time just showing up is just the half the battle with these kids, letting them know that you care, that you value them and that no matter what they do, um, no matter if they mess up, you know, I'm still going to be there. It's not like I'm going to, um, you know, be super disappointed when they mess up because I have, you know, expectations, but I'm also, I get to walk beside them through that and, hmm. and really kind of lead them through just life's challenges. So it's been, yeah, it's been the past two years has been super awesome, super eye opening, but also really challenging at the same time. Hmm. Um, well, so first I want to say getting emotional on this podcast was not what I planned I <laughs> uh, did not think that I was going to get emotional on an interview with Hunter Edwards, but I, I shouldn't be surprised, though, either. You're always someone that doesn't, you know, fluff around just straight to the point, and, you know, you're always someone that's been willing to share your heart, and, man, I can't, yeah, uh, yeah that's, in, I mean, obviously that's, in, yeah, I can't imagine what that's like for that first grader, but then also that you are the one in that position to, you know, share that news with them, Um yeah. And then, you know, and like you said, like part of it or, you know, a lot of it is just showing up and just being there for them. Like, it's not like there's any words or anything that you are going to be able to say to fix the problem. But regardless, like just being able to pass bad news like that and then, yes, you are supporting them. But, yeah, this is obviously a very emotional, traumatizing t- time for that kid. And, I mean, for the rest of their lives, they are always going to remember that moment and they will always remember that uh, they were with you know, Mr. Edwards or Counselor Hunter or, you know, ED or HD, whatever they call you. Um, yeah. You know, but that's just, wow, that's a lot. But, you know, I, I, I'm i glad that, you, you know, I appreciate you diving into that more and just kind of explaining, um, you know, your heart behind what you are doing, what you are doing and why you love being with the kids. And, you know, even it's cool that you said at the very beginning about, like, you know, you're kind of on the other side. Like growing up, you had great mentors, you had great people in your life to support you, and now you're kind of like giving back on the yeah. opposite side. And you are able to walk alongside these, um, you know, these young boys, young men, and you know, mm-hmm. again, for two years. And even what you're doing right now is just confirmation of what you thought in college, and for sure, it's you know, solidified that okay, this is definitely what I want to do long term as well because I just love being a part. Uh, yeah. of these kids lives and supporting them and just walking through life with them yeah it's been a yeah it's been a journey for sure man i just think you know i'm only 24 years old and i like i said mm. i don't have like the the magic to to just make everything perfect for these kids and i i right. mean we 
we struggle and we, we just do it together though. I think that's like the coolest part is we get to do it together. Um, but sometimes I think like, who am I to like hmm. impact these kids in this way? And, you know, I just fall back on obviously my faith and just trusting that God has purposed each one of these kids that I get to, to go see. Like I, I trust that he has a plan for them and I get to be, you know, a small part of it. And I think that's really cool. And yeah, it just keeps me getting up and doing hmm. it again. Cause yeah, I mean, we we go through some hard stuff. Get to get to deal with some hard stuff with these kids. So, hmm, I love it. I love seeing your heart, Hunter Edwards. So, as we kind of wrap up the show here, then I kind of have the, the question that I typically end every single podcast with is I always end, you know, what are you doing today to reach your dreams of tomorrow? So, you know, in your case, obviously, you've kind of mentioned your dreams being working with kids, um, you know, being a counselor in that kind of a role. Even have talked about you know getting your master's degree, um, you, you know. In addition to that, though, like, what are you doing today as a case manager to, you know, further? Um, I mean, I don't want to say career development because for what you're doing, career development is not the right word for it because this yeah. isn't. I mean, it's your career, but like you know, you're impacting these kids' lives, which mm-hmm. is for you, it's a career. For them, it's their lives. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, what are you doing? today to kind of further yeah just further you know become take the right steps to be a uh, a better counselor or a more prepared counselor and just yeah. being able to support these kids in their environment yeah man i think the the biggest thing that i try to do today is just be as intentional as i can it's hmm. i think it's super easy and in, in this you know job to just kind of like take some of the days off and be like, ah, like I'm not, it's hard to give it my all today because there's just some moments, I'm not going to lie, when it's just exhausting and mm. I feel like I can't give my full self and it's just, I just have to dig deep and really rely on my faith and, you know, my savior and that he gives mm. me the energy to, to be as intentional as I can with these kids. Like I said, it's, it's really easy at, in different moments to just kind of slack off and be like, okay. Yeah, I'm seeing this kid. He's kind of being annoying. He's, we're not getting anywhere. Hmm. I can choose to just kind of end it and leave it at that, or I can, you know, really try to be intentional and get to the bottom of what this kid is dealing with. And um, so, yeah, I, I just think intentionality is huge when you're working with people. Um, because if you're not, like, they're going to see through it. These hmm. kids, they're smart. They're going to see through. If you're not really giving it your all and, and you're trying to fake it, they're going to, they're going to know. And so I think mm. I just try to be as, as real and as tensional as I can be with them. So that's, that's kind of what I try to be every day. And I know that as I continue to work with kids or, or work in the mental health field, um, yeah, intentionality is huge and super important. And like I said, they'll, they'll see through any kind of, you know, fakeness or anything <laughs> that, you know, if you're not genuine, like they're going to know. And so, yeah, try to be as intentional as I can be. I love it, man. That is, I mean, especially in your case, really for anyone, that is great practical advice. You know, like when you said about being intentional, the first thing I think of is even just in like normal relationships and people that in your life and such. And, you know, obviously while phones and technology and social media can be a great thing, but unfortunately in some circumstances it's provided people an out to not be as intense on those conversations and, you know, just to scroll on your phone when you're with other people or when you're out at a restaurant or whatever it may be. Um, and obviously that's, again, a little bit different than, you know, what you are talking about here. But 
as far as just the being intentional and just being intentional with these kids showing up, you know, you saying, you know, showing up every day and just relying on your faith, relying on the Lord for strength, uh, you know, just being able to be there and support them and know that they are loved by, you know, their Lord and Savior mm. and just being able to show a glimpse of that love through you to these kids and, you know, just being, I, I mean, being the hands and feet of, you know, Jesus to these mm. kids and just showing yeah. them light during these circumstances and things that are going on in their life and being intentional. And that is something that you have to daily, you know, decide every single day because it's not going to just casually happen. You're yeah. not going to ever casually just, oh, yeah, I just stumbled on being intentional. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. that's not a thing, you know. Yeah. So mm. um, I love that, man. I love that. Uh, this has been awesome. Yeah. I uh Whew, man, I should I should have had you on before your sister and your wife. You know that? Yeah, yeah. disrespectful, man. <laughs> disrespectful. My goodness. I mean, I was in your wedding. You were in my wedding. Oh. But it's whatever. It's whatever. Hey, they were. To be fair to them, they had some really great episodes as well. I had I had a lot I'm of sure fun with did. them. There was several nuggets from Emma's podcast that I was laughing and laughing. I'm and sure she's probably talking one. all kinds of trash about me. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't think I've listened to either of them. I need to. I need to go back and see what they say. Hey, thanks for the support, man. Really appreciate you supporting <laughs> my podcast. Yeah, no problem, dude. <laughs> Honestly. But no, for uh, real, though, this has been awesome. Yeah. Um, dude, you are awesome. You are a light, Hunter Edwards. And I love just seeing the way the Lord is working through you, through your community in Ashland, Ohio right now. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, dude. I always, uh, always love hearing the legend dom fry in his element it's just <laughs> it's so cool i just think you're so awesome at this so i appreciate being on the show man and yeah it's been cool dude thank you for listening to the young pro show if you enjoyed the episode i would encourage you to follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform you can also follow along on social media for updates on Facebook and Instagram at Dom Fry, the insurance guy. And if you really, really enjoyed the episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review on your podcast platform or on my Facebook page. I love you. Thank you for your time and God bless.